0: Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast.
1: We're back. Episode 9. 10. No. Maybe 11. We don't know. We'll figure it out. I think <laughs> it's 9. I think it's 9.
2: Okay. It's at least 9.
1: Yeah.
3: Episode
2: 9. I think it's 10.
3: Is it? Hold I'm you about, got, I'm about <laughs> to we, we need to say. Episode, episode 10.
2: Is Isn't? At least somebody's paying attention. All right? Episode Sweet.
3: 10. Hey, see, I'm still not with it. <laughs> It's a good day today so we're 10 episodes deep Guy will tell you that this isn't much of a mile marker i think it's uh yeah it's just pretty good We got to get some in the books
2: these are the ones you'll look back at and laugh at when you're uh, that's right. a thousand deep that's yeah. right
3: so we had uh, alex shoot us up a email our first email and you can email us at southcacpod at gmail.com so alex said uh that he really loved uh Loving the think tank mentality and entrepreneurial drive. I could listen to this stuff for weeks. Watched a lot of Kyle's YouTube channel for years, and that's one of the things that inspired him to start his own YouTube channel. That's awesome. So listen, that makes all of it worth it right there. Pretty good email there. Yeah. And as usual, we get a couple texts from our buddies, and you know, hey, hit us up. That's right. Give us feedback. Had a couple meetings off of uh, our side hustle podcast, so. Cool. We're putting Get them in the
1: books. Listen, if we've got some think tank comments mm-hmm. after today's episode, we're, we're oh, I, I can no just imagine doubt. where this is going to go. This is going to be we a got, good one. We got whiskey in the house for those who can't see. So, mm-hmm. Greg Kutu is our guest today. Uh, How do you describe yourself? Real estate.
2: Yeah, local guy, born and raised here. Went to Clemson. You know, in in real estate, but. Here, probably, I text Kyle, told him I was really enjoying the podcast, and uh, we've been friends for a long time, and um, a lot of the sales stuff, the surround yourself with good people stuff, anyways, it it was all resonating, so.
1: Right. Yeah, when we first started this, me and Jerry got down, we were like, all right, let's write down a list of guests. Yeah. My list was like, probably five people, Mm -hmm. K2 was one of them. No doubt. I was like, that's got to happen. Yeah. So then, that's why why when you hit me up, I was like,
2: good, you can be a guest on the- Nice. It was meant to be. Yeah.
1: So right on. And uh, I guess we're going to do some little blind. He wants to do some blind whiskey. I don't know if my.
2: Yeah, so Kyle, Kyle knows me as a big wine guy. I drink a little bit of whiskey, so I thought it'd be fun to bring a couple samples and let him try a blind and. Uh, just see what you think, and then I'll tell you what they are, and uh, it'll just be a fun sidetrack for okay, us. Okay, cool.
3: So you like, uh, is it, what are you, if you're a wine, you like a sommelier? If you're nope. whiskey, you're Same what? Same thing. I
2: think the term's onophile, so I'm probably mispronouncing that. I don't know what it, if you're a whiskey drinker, you're a drunk. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. I like them all, so what does yeah. that say?
1: <laughs> see, and I've got to where I like to drink, you know, maybe on a little bit of ice, yeah. you know. So, like, I actually got I got to where I like the, peppery heat and the you know the higher proof stuff it takes
3: a while to i like beer (laughs) yeah but i will uh i'm I'm looking forward to sampling today
1: see my problem is everything i like is heavy like when i drink beer it's like heavy hoppy i
2: I drink what they call nascar beer i drink really fine wine and i drink pretty good whiskey and Mm. i drink the crappiest Crappiest beer (laughs) (laughs) i'll be drinking that this weekend yeah anyway oh you're
3: headed to bristol aren't you yeah
2: Jealous. He used to so, go to the night race every year. That's awesome. It's like watching him race in Death Valley, baby. Yeah,
1: we're gonna we're gonna camp. We're leaving tomorrow morning. We'll camp tomorrow night. And then I guess tomorrow it's tomorrow, the truck race. Yeah. And then Saturday will be the, the night
2: never race. I've never been
3: to, the, oh, been to awesome. the NASCAR race, but I did Thunder. Is it Thunder Valley, the drag strip? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Last truck race I went to there, uh Kyle Bush didn't have second gear. We were listening to him on the radio, and he won from a restart with no second gear. It was Skip. awesome. Skip second gear. One. He probably
1: backed everybody up as he was trying it to shift it. was awesome. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It was great. What's
1: crazy is I don't watch enough of it to even know who I need to be pulling for. It
2: doesn't matter. Bristol doesn't no, matter. I just it's need just my, not it's stop action. No,
1: I just need my my soft cooler. That's right. Full of beer, and I'll be good to go.
3: I went to the drag race with Mustang Parts Specialty. Oh, Lord. MPS. <laughs> that that's old. That's old. Yeah, yeah. That's the last time I've been to Bristol.
1: Well, cool. Let's cool. Uh, let's crack open some of this whiskey cool. so I can get.
2: Let's go in order. We'll just go with number one.
1: Should I... You gonna drink, dude? Yeah, i we, we can talk, We yeah. can talk while we drink,
2: too. Because
1: if you don't, I'll,
3: I'll... Take about half that. Okay. I mean, like... Uh, perfect.
2: All right. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. I've been enjoying the podcast. I've listened to all nine episodes thus far.
3: I can't believe it's, we're on ten. We're gonna let this breathe a little bit, Greg?
2: Yeah, let, let that water... It'll we're
3: swirling deep. it like wine.
2: So... You know, I don't know a lot about this. My buddy Rush Thrift is a is a uh, is a, a bourbon and whiskey connoisseur, and we we became friends through wine. But he knows more about whiskey than he'll forget more than I'll ever know. But water uh, will help reduce the proof effectively, yeah. right? That's when you buy a bottle of whiskey in the store and it's eighty proof. You're like, well, how would they magically get there? They they but apparently, yeah. you know, that's how they get there. They now, dilute it. Now this is not. This is a hundred. Well, I'm not going to tell you. If you know whiskey well enough, you might be able to
3: recognize yeah. what it is. But the- oh, it smells! It smells like it's about a hundred. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't hit like it's that high of proof to no, me no, at it's all.
3: Good. So, it like so maple syrup.
1: A lot of times, what you'll do is if you drink it straight like this, you'll get some notes off of it, right? Whatever those might be—the chocolates, the you know, the, the woods, or whatever, the oaks. But you put a
2: little water in there. Wow, a whole different aroma. Yeah,
1: it'll open it up, and it kind of brings out maybe wow. some,
3: you know. So what stuff. do you think
2: about that? You, I know you don't drink a lot of it.
3: A smooth.
2: Yeah, and it's you like that maple. So for me, with this one, and I'll tell you what it oh, is did. Later. I hit it
3: right, maple? Because it did yeah. say it it's got a like lot maple of maple syrup. It's the, the, got a lot of maple. The, the, the
2: caramel maple on it is what's it, for me is what's a ple- that's a pleasing aroma. You yeah. know, when it when when it comes to whiskey, other guys, you know, like for example, when you drink Scotch, like I PD Scotch is, is smoky. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But some guys can't get enough cool. of it.
1: See, so, I don't like it super smoky, but like the like the double oak stuff. Yeah, with a cigar, like the two just go
2: together, you know. Nice. I just got a Rush just got me a double O Woodford that's just out of this world. Yeah,
3: the, that's that's what I. That's yeah, my favorite. Yeah. So tell me what this is.
2: I want to do all three, and you and tell me back. what you. I want you to tell me what you like in order, and then remember. I'll tell you what they are. This is one. This is number one. going can be maple it's for you.
3: Real complicated this stuff. Maple. This is number one. <laughs> So do we want to talk subject matter while we're in between? Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do
2: that. I think so. I think
3: so Kyle introduced you as real estate. Would you call yourself a mogul or would you call nah. yourself as a buyer's agent salesperson? I'm just a guy.
2: No. Um, investor. Much like your previous guest, Rhea, um, hmm. I specialize in Lake Huey. Um, sure. I, I do some Seneca in, in, in Clemson because I, I grew up here, know the area. We live in downtown Clemson. Um, but, uh, no, it's just myself and assistant. I work for a brokerage, um, and, um, been doing it for 19 years now. And, um, man, I, the biggest thing I'll tell you about, you know, profession and, 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 and my wife is a nurse practitioner and we both grew up here, both went to Clemson. Lindsay got her master's there. I feel so fortunate. That we can make a good living doing what we want, living right here. Yeah, and and I knew that when I got into real estate. But I'm gonna be honest with you, most of my clientele works their whole life in some godforsaken place like Atlanta or Chicago or and wherever. Move here because that's where their 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 opportunity was. And they worked there for 30 plus years to come live the life that you guys and I get to live you bet. every Tuesday night. Yep. And so every year that goes by, I've gained an appreciation for the lifestyle. And 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 you guys know this, raising kids here, it's just fantastic. So it helps me sell the area. I, I jokingly say this, and I no offense to, to people who sell copiers, but um, I, when you sell something that's really fun to sell, it's not that hard. Yeah.
1: Well, we kind of talked about it when we were talking about memories, you know, you're making memories in that home or whatever kind of mm-hmm.
2: set in the lifestyle.
1: Well, you're selling a copier, you can't really. Nobody's gonna be happy about the fact that just the, function. It's just function, right? <laughs> yeah. But you sell somebody a house that they're gonna make memories in, and you are a part of that. You can, you know, you almost help develop those lifelong memories that they're ha- they're gonna have, mm-hmm. or you know. Ten well, and, years worth of memory.
2: The other thing is too, if you're if you're good at it, if you know it, again, I'll use Rhea as an example because I she's fantastic too, is is you know, she knows the lake and I know the lake. Mm-hmm. And it's helping people get to where they they should be without them knowing, right? And then, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a call or a text or an email where they go, Man, you told us this, this or this and we trusted you, but now we understand it and we can't thank you enough. Yeah. And Listen, I know everybody thinks we're in it for the money and we got to make a living and that's great. But those are the, those are the, the rewards where I, you know, I know that people are in the right place because they worked with somebody like me or somebody like, yeah. and there's a handful of us here that really do a good job and really know the product. I, so. I tell you
1: this, I've known you a long time, you know, and I've got to kind of watch you do your thing over the last, what, 20 years? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, I mean, you're a fantastic real estate agent, but I think you're a better uh network builder you're better you know making those relationships with with those folks like kind of like what you're talking about right like you for those people to come back to you years later however long it was and say now we get it yeah like you you have to have a relationship with those folks in order to... you're not just like selling them a house and then moving on to the next
2: no and it's different and and you you've had other sales guys on there the guy that was on the cruise ship and he may never see those people again and that's that's a little bit different environment you know not only do i not want to have to duck somebody in the grocery store. I actually want to see them. Yeah. I want to go out to it's dinner. To a
1: your customer again. Yeah.
2: I want to go out to dinner and run into somebody and be happy to see them and then be happy to see, to see me. And well, um, they,
3: you still want them to tell your, tell the yeah. buyer experience, right? Oh, well, I got a guy. I mean, well, real I mean, estate that, is a lot referral, right?
2: That's it's everything. And yeah. and, I, and I think it's that way in every business. Yeah. You, you go to a restaurant or you go next door to the tap room, whatever, and you have, you get a good, good service you're going to tell people about it and, and you're going to build, I mean, people want to, and here's the other thing that's really cool. People want to help other people in business. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to give you a great example of this. Bagging it up. (laughs) I don't know the first thing about cars. I mean, Kyle and I are friends, but we don't have a ton in common when it comes to that. I watch his, I, I don't know what a bibster is. Okay. I don't know if that's a term or if it's a nickname of that thing. <laughs> but I've but I've watched him build it for the past you know year or so and I watch I watch his Snapchats and I watch his YouTube oh, stuff. Man. And it's and it's because and, and partly it's because I know him, obviously, but there's a passion there. There's there's you know he's sharing information. I love when when you know when guys are asking you questions and stuff. And so even though I don't know the first thing about it, maybe, my, you know, A, I enjoy it, but B, my view is a statistic that helps you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's support. My, that's exactly yeah. right. And, and people will support people that they know are good intention, do a good job, mm-hmm. and that, that, that's universal. It's not just real estate, but it is. You know, if you talk to any good real estate agent, their business, after a certain point, is almost all- referral, mm-hmm. past clients. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in a listing appointment yesterday and it was, they were friends with, I'd never met them before. I didn't sell them their house. I didn't have the house listed. But their neighbors, I sold their home and they love me. And so I, they called me and there you go. There we are. Yeah. And uh, and so good good business breeds good business is, is the bottom
3: yeah.
1: line. Yeah. When I, you know, for like what you do too on the high end side, there's not that much... There's not that much, there's not that large of a customer base. I would think that the cost to acquire a customer, which is a horrible word for what you do, it's got to be pretty high. So once you get that, hey, 10 years from now, when they want to sell that property, you want them to come back to you. That's right. You know, I mean, me and you've done that. Yep. You know, I bought, I used him to buy a lake lot. And then when it was time to sell that thing, guess who I went to. Mm -hmm.
2: Yep. So And Ria, by the way, did sell that lake lot.
1: Oh really? Yeah. So it sold again
2: to Jeremy Mann. You remember, you know Jeremy? Yeah. Zunica? Yeah. When you guys were talking about that the other day on the podcast, I was like wishing I could interject and be like, no, that's the same exact because she was like, I think that might yeah, be. It <laughs> and apparently it, was. It absolutely is. Right. Interesting. So, anyways, no, I mean it's um it, and and it's and it's a building block business like many many businesses are, right? You know, I know you do a lot of uh, rentals and different things like that, and I've got long and short term rentals as well. And I tell people all the time, you're not going to get rich off of one; it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. It's a long game and it's a building block business. But then, after a certain amount of time, you go, wait a second, yeah. we, we got a little something brewing yeah. here.
1: Well, and the thing is too is when you put, you start off at one, and then you build two blocks. Well, that those two
3: blocks. Let you build the third faster. That's right. And then those three let you build the fourth one faster. Oh, yeah. The first, I remember the first one, it, it was like, oh, we're going to do an Airbnb. Let's just, let's create an account. I don't want to get into all the details, <laughs> <laughs> but Megan's just, you know, <laughs> drinking a glass of wine. Yeah. I think we could do the farmhouse. Let's just do that. And she lists the account. Like, we don't know. We've never even stayed in an Airbnb at this point. I have no clue about yeah. how this works. Yeah, but yeah. There's an app and you can take pictures. and and we were at the lake house, and so she did that. Woke up next morning, there were three bookings. She's like, oh, we I
1: got to go clean the house. <laughs> I, gotta <move> out. I <laughs> joke, got to move I, out. No. I joke with him because because we think she set
3: it up.
2: Ex- uh, <laughs> She's like, I guess I got to move in with you now. <laughs> the, uh, well played, Megan. Well played. Uh-huh.
3: So, uh, but after that one, now now we've got it down to an equation.
2: There you go. All
3: right here's purchase uh-huh. price. And we can just about tell you how many bedrooms, what the purchase price needs to be, and what's your monthly revenue going to be. Yeah. No, but sorry. it is
2: it's a building block thing and my business is that way. Um I, I listen, i not only am I fortunate to do business where I want to live, which is just an unbelievable uh blessing. But I work with like the same 10 to 20 people. I mean, it's a small town. Yeah. There's only a handful of us that really know the 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 market and, and know it well and I mean, honestly, almost everybody is they're great people. Everybody's got a different way of doing it. Yeah. And, um, we work together over and over, so we get to know each other. you know who you can count on, you know personalities. And, um, yeah, and so as I think we were talking about this before I got in here, but I want to get, I want to give, give a shout out because there's some South CAC. Uh, podcast mojo going because Ria was on your podcast episode 4 we love Ria and I'm on 10 and we just did a 1.7 million dollar deal on Tuesday boom together I I can't help but think the South CAC uh, syndicate had something to do Mm. with that right
3: you hadn't got our commission statement Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah
2: It's it's being wholesaled. Right. <laughs> Did yeah. I tell
3: you that her ad is fixing to run out and we've got an opening coming
1: in? <laughs>
2: there you go. But <laughs> I, I Don't think, tell me you ain't got the money. I think there, yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, that's, I got a wife and two daughters. Good stuff, that's, man. that's But I mean, I, you know, I, I think there's some mojo there. No, we yeah, got, yeah we got, right? that's
3: good. South Cat you know, mojo.
2: That
1: was kind of the whole, you know, when we sat down, me and him would sit down and just have conversations, just like you do with your buddies about whatever, right? Whether it's real estate business, whatever's going on. We used to have these conversations all the time and we, I would leave those conversations feeling more stimulated than I was beforehand. Mm-hmm. That's right. Whatever it is, I'm ready to go, you know, whatever, you know, we'd kind of say, man, we need to record this stuff. Yeah. Not only that, we need to bring other people in yeah. that Amen. can do that to us as well. Right.
2: Yeah. You hear it all the time. Iron sharpens irons, you know, surround yourself with That's smart right. people, um, you know, you guys are good at what you do and you, and you try new things and you branch out. And I, I love that stuff. I've always loved that about you. You, you know, you're, you're always curious about things. I, I'm good at what I do and I'm, and I'm, and I'm thankful, but I work with and around a lot of people that I learn from every single day. And, um, I tell people all the time, if you think you got it figured out, you might as well pack it up and go home. You're done. Yeah. You smoked. Um, you're gonna. See, yeah, that's it. You, there's always something to learn. There's always somebody to learn from, and uh, and and that keeps you coming back for more. Um, and I don't care whether it's real estate or whether it's you know YouTube stuff. Whatever. Whether it's Airbnb. It does. It trans. It's a universal translation across any any business, yeah. any hobby, any anything.
1: And yeah, When you break it down, it all works the same.
2: It does. It does. And it, it's you know. cool. And it's listen. I mean, you know, life gets weird and mundane if you're not careful and um, you know you guys do a really good job of saying hey you know let's do it Yeah, what's the worst that can happen yeah, yeah, you know let's do well, it
1: well this is what I told Jared I'm like listen if nobody listens ever we never got one person that listened to the podcast we got to have you in here and we could talk to you. We got to have Rhea
3: in here. We could talk to her. We got that. Have- we still have our regular conversations. Right. And it- you
2: got to hear rabbit stories off air.
3: Oh, my God. I- yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't
2: even know rabbit, but I want to hear the off air. Yeah. But you're right. What's the worst that happens? I'm you like- guys hang out for an hour, have a good time. That's right. Learn That's right. a few things. That's right.
3: It- and we've had some great right. guests. And we are from one through 10, you know, we've had four, four or five guests. Yeah. And uh, all guests, I would. Definitely have back again.
2: That's awesome. Yeah.
3: You know, so, True. but uh, we've got a lot more guests and a lot more content to go. Well, let me ask you this. I know, so, I know you are a really good,
1: I say really good poker player. You, to me, you're probably a really good poker player. I know how the in the poker world, like, you never, you always want to be the best in the room, but that don't mean you're the, the best. Sure. Right? What did you learn in, in your poker, and do you still play?
2: It's funny you bring that up. Actually, we played Last Friday night at a, at a client friend's house, we had a, a group of guys get together. We've been trying to get together for years. To answer your question, do I play much anymore? No.
1: You used uh, to play a lot though, right? I
2: used to play a lot. When I, was, when I was younger, kind of before we got too busy with family and business, I played a lot and loved it and, and, got, and got pretty respectable at it. Um, what, and,
1: what, did that, what did that whole journey teach you that you use outside of the poker, of the poker table?
3: Lessons like, from the game. Yeah, yeah, because there's well, there's a lot about reading people and it, it, and
2: it, it, it is very much a so. So the the, the basis, well, the, that's a great question because there's, in my opinion, there's two bases for understanding and being good at the game, other than basic knowledge. One is math, and I don't care what you do for a living. Odds, math, math is like the underlying everything. Yeah, I mean. In poker, it's odds, you know, you know, pre-flop, post-flop, whatever, you know, right. calculating is it, you know, does it make sense to 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 make this call or whatever, right? We won't get into too deep on it, but in everything else we do, math is a thick thing, and then the other underlying skill is understanding things socially, social awareness. Yeah. You know, table talk is a big deal. Sometimes it's literally just table talk, but I get an idea of your personality.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, are and, you are and, you a
2: non-risk taker and I can tell by the way you dress, the way you talk?
1: If that personality changes mid-game, you yep. can kind of get an idea yeah, of what that's, right. that's for. You know, and it kind of goes back to we've we talked about it before, I think, in the, the crypto episode we did, where I like to find those things that have where I can minimize the downside that still has a huge upside. upside because I mean, that's kind of poker, right? You're, you're not guaranteed to win any hand, Correct. but you're betting big on the hands that have the, they're the least likely to lose. Well,
2: know. and here, here's the thing that, that would translate to somebody like you. It's the only game in a casino that doesn't have a house edge, right? They take a portion of the pot, a couple mm-hmm. bucks or whatever, but otherwise there is no house edge. You're not playing against, yeah. you're not literally, you're literally not playing against a stack deck. Any other game, there is an inherent edge that you can't beat. Yeah, and no matter the skill level, poker game, it's it's the skill level and and there now there's a there's a variance in luck. But if you play enough variance, you know uh, works itself out. You you have you know the twenty percent stuff hits twenty percent of the time. You know if yeah. you if you play a little bit, you could go, you could run good or run bad in the short term. But in a larger sample size, that all evens out. So that's, a, that's one of the things that attracts people to the game is that there is no house edge and there's an element of luck. But again, numbers work out. Yeah. Well, mean, percentages work out over time. I mean, it, it, it's just the way it is. I mean,
1: even though there's, there's a luck, a good player will minimize how much they lose that's when correct. they're bad and then maximize how much they win when they're good. That's correct.
3: Right. So and it sounds know. just like the real estate game.
1: It is. <laughs> it it sounds like seriously.
3: Everything. Yeah. Limit your risk. Yep. Know the upside. Yeah. You know. Shoot you for can the moon. Get, you
2: can get in and get out whenever you want. You, that's right. You know. don't have to get out if the game's good. If that's the game's exactly bad, right. you can get out.
3: Yeah. yeah. I was watching an interview with Metallica. I'm. I'm I love Metallica. You Me know? too. And uh, Lars Ulrich, the drummer, was saying, you know, some people keep their money in the bank, and he got really heavy into art, and so he's like, I like to hang mine on the wall. I can exit any time. Nobody can tell me when I can't get my money yeah. or there's paperwork. You know, I'm just going to grab a piece, take it to the gallery, and sell that's it. It's cool. And I, I, just I, got think,
2: in, I just got into art the past couple of years.
3: So I think when I heard that years ago, I mean, decades ago, I'm just like, that's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I don't want to put my money in the bank. I want to drop by and look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So every minute is I go down. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's my money. He also yeah. has
2: a, he also has another great saying. Uh, it's all years ago in an interview with him. He said that after they released an album, they he'd said something cuz they had changed their their sound a little bit. And he said, you know, people are calling us sellouts. Oh, I remember you this. You know this line? Oh, I know it was. He well. said, you know, I'm hearing all these people calling us sellouts and he's like, Yeah, they're right. We're selling out every stadium. Every time. Every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. That's the we're, you're right. We're sellouts all right. I just thought that was great. He's yeah.
3: like, You know, you know what, we just sell out every every time. You're just we're a bunch of sellouts. Outs. You're just a That's bunch right. of sellouts. He's like, Yeah, every my Danish stadium. little friend. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. No, and you guys have talked a lot about um, collectibles and you know watches, art, things like that, and and it's and, and it, it it's an it's an interesting those things are really interesting for a lot of a lot of reasons. Um, one is there typically there's a finite amount, right? Two, um, based on rarity, the price can go up mm-hmm. or down, right? And uh, I talk to people all the time about wine. I'm big into wine. And people are like, "Is that bottle really worth that?" And it's like, "Listen, after a certain price point, it's not any better quality. It's just a rarity thing, yeah. right?" And most you, of them are gone. Most, yeah, the most of them have been you know cars. Consumed. Cars are the same way. That's one right. of one, one of ten, yeah, one yeah. of a hundred. You know, those one price, still left. Yeah, those prices are different than your than your you know your 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 highly manufactured things. And then the other thing is we were talking about this a little bit earlier is utility. You know, Lars is you know he's his art collection, I'm sure, is on a little bit different level than mine. <laughs> no doubt. But he looks at it. I I wake up every day and I'm and and I enjoy what I see. Yeah. And and that that, you know, whether it's a deep thought one or whether it's one that's just really fun or whatever, mm-hmm. it, you know, I'm getting utility out of that mm-hmm. while I'm yeah. investing in
1: it. See, what I find is I get I get sucked down the rabbit hole of the the creation. And that excites me a lot about a lot of like cigar, for instance. You know, you look at like the master cigar rollers and what they do, how long that stuff has to be aged, who blended it from different countries, all the things that go into it. And they put all their, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into that cigar. And then it sits somewhere for like, it has to age for like five or 10 years before you can even enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And then you get that and you just know that like, there's so much work in this piece. Art is the
2: same way. It
1: is. Whiskey is the same way. Um, So,
3: you know, watches, I mean,
2: everything, I mean, everything and, and, and people value what's cool is that everybody values it differently.
3: That's where I'm going with that. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. We had this conversation sidebar off a podcast one day and art is very funny because you can set whatever value you want to it. Nobody can argue it. Nobody can audit it. No, I mean, if I was in a certain game, right, I would sell you a piece of artwork to collect my money on something different mm-hmm. because it, yeah. the art is in the eye of the consumer that's right, yeah, right? the value you'd, of you'd that get, piece you get Megan
1: to paint it and then you just sell it to I
3: like, could paint it
1: yeah I,
3: you're I, right you know but it's, it's in the it, value it, of that piece
2: It's it's if you go out to dinner mass produced food is cheaper you go to a place where the chef is a fantastic chef and the prep takes forever and the, the ingredients are sourced.
3: It's a Wagyu A5. Yeah. You
2: said you're going to pay extra because there was there was a lot of time, effort, knowledge. You know, I, right. get, I get paid. I work a lot of hours and all that, but a lot of what I get paid for is what I know. You yeah. know, that old saying where the guy comes in and they've had 10 people come and he can't mm-hmm. fix a thing and he dings it with a hammer and he says give me 10,000 bucks you're like that took, that took 60 seconds and he yeah, goes, it took me, it took 20, me 20, years. 20 years to know where to yeah. hit the hammer right sure. you know that it's that way about you know a chef that knows what he's doing you're paying for that knowledge that skill you're not paying for that that one particular experience you're paying for the 30 years that took him to provide that experience to you that day right, right. And, and, and again everybody values it different some people don't care anything about that and I, that's fine but if you do there's, you know, there's something for it, yeah. and um, and you you talked about it the other day with wine. Then, then then that there's another dimension to that, which is wine gets consumed over time. So the, you know, some wines don't appreciate in value, but a lot of the best wines do, and part of what drives the value up. Is there's that over time, there's less of it. There's no more left. Now, I'd love to sit here and tell you that I'm investing in wine because I'm spending a stupid amount of money on it, but I really just drink You're it. just drink it. I just yeah. drink it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, I may, I may quit drinking tomorrow and then sell it all. Yeah. You don't have a
3: wine cellar? Uh,
2: so, yes and no. I have uh, I have what's called a EuroCov, which is a wine refrigerator. Uh, it controls yep. humidity, and I have half my collection, roughly half my collection there. A buddy of mine has a wine cellar at his home, and mm-hmm. the rest of my bottles are there.
3: And, uh, my your, wife, your collection bottles, or you're saying 100 of your wine base is all consumable. You're well, not holding well, on to a, a certain. I, I, bottle. I don't
1: know for a fact, but this is how I this is how <laughs> I would do it, and I'm sure that Greg does the same thing. Is you're like, ooh, there's a there's a great wine that I haven't seen in a long time. They're rare. I'm gonna buy two bottles. I'm gonna drink one. I'm gonna save one. Oh god! And then after you drink the first one, you're like. Uh, ah. no. Maybe I'll just break into that second
2: one. Yeah, to answer your question, Jared, I mean, everything I have I plan to consume. Now, some, some would be a sin to consume it, consume it now. It's too young. It's yeah, not yeah. where it needs to be or whatever. Well, but, there's some But I, I haven't bought any wine with any intention of reselling it. That doesn't mean I want hold... Yeah,
3: Okay. Yeah. Well,
2: and no, it goes... no, no, hold holding it for sure. I mean I've got wines I'm so I buy Bordeaux Futures, right? So you okay. buy like I've just paid for twenty twenty one, I think it is. Bordeaux, which will come out. I'll get those in two years. Yeah. I will drink those for twenty or thirty years.
1: Yeah, just hang on to them.
2: But I buy them cheaper, and then I'll, I'll hold them. So you know, the the plan is yes to consume them, but not immediately. And part of curating a collection is having future drinking, having wines you are in that you want to drink now and then five years from now, right. or Ten years, whatever. It goes no, back are, to go ahead. well.
1: i was gonna say it goes back to kind of what we were talking about. I uh, maybe even before we started the the podcast, the utility of it. Yep. The utility of it may not be to resell it and make money. The utility of it is maybe to hang on to it for 20 years and drink it with some, somebody that's very special, that understands the...
2: So for me, um, I'll tell you what it is for me. So I'm 41, and the majority of my 30s, I was hyper-focused on planning for the future. Uh, my girls were growing up, and uh, I wanted to make sure that financially we could do what we needed to do for our future and for the girls, and then I realized, you know, as you get older, you start to realize. How do you feel about that? Jared? Go ahead. I, nah, <laughs> we
1: just we just poured Sorry, the second. Sip. Jared
2: just took a sip of the second whiskey. Go ahead. Um, but I, I realized at a certain point that that life is fragile, and I, I need to live now. And why? And, and look, every guy you know, and I'm women are probably the same way, but we're it's three dudes sitting around a table, so we'll talk this way. We're all into something. We're all obsessive. Yeah. Uh, it, you, it's just the way we're built. We're gonna be hyper obsessive about something, and that is probably gonna change to another thing, and then another thing. So when I get into something, I go pretty all in on it. But wine became the the thing that it's my live now. It's my pleasure for now. And it, and it, and it, and I'll tell you how it came about is. For us, for Lindsay and me, my wife, and for our friends, we love to cook. We love to get mm-hmm. together. We, Entertain. Don't, we go out some, but we do a lot of in-home entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's the way we. a lot of our age does, because we've got kids. You don't yeah. want to drag them to yeah, Greenville yeah. to dinner and you know all that stuff. And wine just fit that perfectly. And even though some of our friends are really big into it and some of them don't care at all, nobody has a bad time yeah. drinking good That's wine. Right. They don't know if they're drinking... Twenty dollar yeah. or two thousand dollar bottle. Yeah. Bottle. But they're enjoying it. Well,
1: and yeah, they're getting an experience it. too they would, would never normally get. Well,
3: you see, that's a little different. So I would say I want the experience, but that is an experience. That's correct. Yeah. Right. So it's
2: like going to a football game or going to I'm your body. Yeah, yeah. I'm
3: all into fly fish. Like that's my thing. I don't collect yeah. fly fish and stuff. I go out to fish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I do it for the experience itself. But as I listen to you finish that story, it is also that experience. That's you right. get to tell the story. I went to a wine tasting at Appalachian with Michael.
2: Oh, they do a great job there.
3: And it was my first wine tasting. And I learned that the rocks on top of the vineyard held more heat and made a more robust grape. And I'm just going, it's like fly fishing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a trout a- does this for a certain reason. The water temperature needs to be this. And Past the Mason Dix line, and it's X. Like it's yeah. a lot. There's a it. lot lines of lines the same like way. Like
2: anything else. Like when I watch you put those cars together, the, the, there's so many nuances and small things. And that and look back to we'll tie this back into it. You know, it's the small things that make all the difference. It's the small things Absolutely. that make the difference in a good real estate agent and a great real estate agent. Yeah. it's the small things that make you know you a good fabricator. A great fabricator versus a guy that just doesn't know what he's doing or whatever, right? It's, it's, oh, and I was telling my daughter this. My oldest daughter is a senior in high school. We did our official tour of Clemson. She's toured a few schools and we did Clemson Tuesday afternoon. And I was telling her, I was trying to explain to her how now she's going from high school where she's an all A student, she's doing great, she's kind of top of her class or whatever. And I said, Look around. Mm -hmm. Everybody here, you see, you see how the level up. They're all yous. They're all at least you. Most of them are. Above you. And I said, and I got really bad news for you. When you get out of school, guess what happens again? Go smaller. Yeah. And and I said, you know, I don't, and I wasn't doing that to scare her, but I wanted her to be aware mm-hmm. of the fact it, that, you know, the little things start to separate a from B and B from C. Yeah. And, oh. um and we, we know that as, as older folks. um And it's the little things that make, you know, that make stuff a little bit more valuable, make it a little bit more fun. You guys mm-hmm. were talking about watches and movements and, you know the intricacy of you know one watch with the, the jewels and the movements and, and, and the time it may that it takes to make that watch might make it a hundred thousand dollar watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. it tells time like every other like, watch. like a fifty dollar yeah. watch, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Matter of fact, like an automatic watch tis, is worse, it's actually at telling time it, it is, yeah. than, <laughs> it, than like a battery operated so, watch.
2: I have yes. to put I set my watches 10 minutes ahead of time. What are you, what are you wearing? This is got uh, a, Rollie. this is a, yeah, this is a, I have a, a few watches. This is a sky dweller and, uh, this is a good story. Um, this is a really nice watch, but, um, this I was, is, I was, I bought it. I've, I've owned a handful of nice watches. I've, I've owned a few, you said you had a tag. I've owned a few tag Carreras and, uh, I've yeah. given, I gave one to my brother, one to my buddy. Um, this watch, I'll give you just a quick story on it. I had my eye on this watch for years and didn't buy it. And then, uh, two and a half years ago, my mom passed away unexpectedly um, and, you know, I was working through the estate stuff and, and uh, we got a little money. My mom worked hard, but she wasn't wealthy. And um, I decided that I was going to pull the trigger because it'll be something, I'll never sell In your it. memory of her. I'll never sell it. Yeah. It'll be something I'll always have. I'll look at it. So I, this is a great story. So when my mom passed away, she had a little Nissan Murano and it was like a 2010 with, you know, 20,000 miles. It was like, you know, typical yeah. lady that yeah. rarely drove it. And her best friend's grandson was just starting to drive. And so my sister and I got together and I said, I think we should give it to him. You know, I think mom would like that. So we gave him the the Murano. Well, fast forward like six months later, this watch comes in. I got it in and it it, it comes in while I was at the office and it, it didn't fit right. So I called Jacob Turner up at uh, Turner's Jewelers. And I said, can you help adjust this? And he said, yeah, come on up. Did right you get now. it from them? No, um, I got it through another buddy, through one one of my wine buddies. that's yep. a, a, a dealer. And um, anyways, I pull out. I haven't seen I hadn't seen that car twice in six months. Yeah,
1: I know where you're going.
2: Yep. And I pull out of the office. I get to Miracle Circle, and guess who pulled up right next to me? And I was like, man, this is. I was yeah. like, that's cool.
1: Yeah, that's cool. that is cool.
2: He didn't even he didn't even notice nah, me, but it, nah. I felt I was like that. Yeah, uh, I was literally. Taking, it was like a sign. I hadn't had this thing yeah, in yeah. an hour. Yeah. And I pulled up to the stoplight and my mom's car pulled up next to me. Yeah, like, it. I said, okay, you approve of it. It's yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> But, right uh, anyways, I, I have this. I have a Submariner that I, I wear uh, mostly all the time because it's, it's a better everyday watch. Yeah. Um, you but, like Rolex? Love them. You like Tudor? Uh, I don't own any Tudor. I think they're great-looking watches, and, yeah. they, and there's obviously a lot of value there. Um, I love, I love Tag. Like I said, I had two beautiful Carreras. I gave one to my little brother, one to a friend, and they wear them every day, which is awesome. Um, I'll probably add one more watch because I've got a, a, a two-watch winder, so you can wear one, one yeah. too. Um, spinning, but it's it's a fun thing. Um, like anything else, yeah. You know. See, I
1: think, I mean, I spend a lot of money on a lot of stuff, like you were talking about earlier, like bow hunting. Right now, I'm I'm like.
2: Uh-oh. I saw I'm, this. I'm
1: like waist
3: deep in that right now. I but you, I saw you. The other day. I saw Kyle on his on his shooting Snapchat through, or YouTube shooting through and the
2: Bibster's like, uh, yeah. back window. <laughs> I'm like,
3: and it, for anybody who who grew up with Kyle, went to school with Kyle, hung out with Kyle. Kyle calls me last year and he's like, "Dude, I just shot a deer," and I was like, "What?" Like I've
1: the, never even seen you in camo. The, like, oh.
3: the last thing I ever expected to hear from Kyle Voss was I shot a deer, and now I'm hooked, and not just any deer. This was a monster buck. Of course, in your underwear, off your porch. <laughs> no, I went. No not Was it?
1: Was
2: it on your property?
1: It was on my property. Yeah. Oh, that's so, cool, so dude. what's crazy though, is never. I've never hunted. I always wanted to. You know, growing up, I had a bow for a while, and I would practice every year for deer season. I'd never go for like eight years. I did that. So finally, I just sold the bow. I was like, this is obviously not going to happen. <laughs> so last year. Told Heather, I said, I'm going to think I'm going to hunt this year. So I won't buy me a, a gun uh, that's, you know, good for shooting deer. because I've got a bunch of guns, but so that's another thing too. I went down that rabbit hole for a while. Yeah. But um, so I get a, you know, I, I buy me a gun. I get it all dialed in. I don't own any camo. I don't own anything. So one morning.
2: <laughs> He's starting to remember why he sold that bow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Heather would give me a hard time. She'd be like, you going to go hunt this morning? I'd be like, nah, I got things to do, blah, blah, The next day, you going to go hunt? Nah, I got things to do. So we were getting ready to go on a trip somewhere. I don't even remember where it was. And I took the day off work, it was like a Friday. And I said, I'm gonna slip in the woods this morning. This is just behind the house. So it's like super easy. I got like a little trail and I have some old barrels down there that are kind of stacked up. So I go down there and I got like my- Real, di- real
2: professional yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I got, what, a paintball? Of course. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's exactly what it's like. So I got With like- real guns? I got like Dickies on and a flannel <laughs> and I've got a cigar in my mouth, I'm smoking it. And I'm just like strolling he, down. He peed on the tree next yeah, to me. Yeah, pretty much. Did everything
2: wrong in this big bucket? No, hold on. Up. So
1: I gosh. I'm walking down this trail and all of a sudden I spook like two deer. They take off and they just run off through the woods. And I was like, Well shit, there goes that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of walk back around and there's these barrels sitting there. I'm like, well, I'll just sit down right here and smoke my cigar. So I'm just chilling, sitting on this little bucket basically in the woods. Got my rifle sitting there, and I mean I'm puffing this cigar. All of a sudden, I see this doe come walking through the woods. I was like, oh, shit. You know, so I'm like trying to be quiet. And I look right behind her. There's a buck just chasing her up through there. Well, it's so thick behind my house, you can't shoot through the woods. There's just that one trail. So one I'm little, like One little
2: clearing there.
1: One little clearing. And it was probably, I don't know, a hundred yard shot or maybe a little bit less than that. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just watch her cross this path. I'll go ahead and dial in on her you just put the cigar in your mouth it was in my mouth i mean it was <laughs> hanging outside of my mouth while I'm,
3: and so like hannibal off of 18 yeah i don't want to find it, <when> it <laughs> comes <laughs> together <laughs>
1: basically <laughs> is what it was oh, so, so she good. crosses the pathway and i could see her good there's like, so right. many
2: real hunters out here so mad at you right oh, now so, they're like this idiot so
1: that's what my brother-in-law said i i, I shot it and i was like oh shit now what do i do, what yeah.
2: I do. Now I got to call a real hunter.
1: <laughs> so I couldn't find it. It took off and went down through the woods and I couldn't find it. So I, I called my brother-in-law and I'm like, hey, I just shot a buck. And I was, you know, <laughs> definitely going to die because it was blood everywhere. I mean, it was just spewing blood. So I shot a buck. I shot it good. I can't find it. I need you to come help me find it. And if we find it, I'm going to need some help dragging it out because it went down the, this big hill you know, behind our house. And so he gets out there and we're looking around and we find it. He's like, holy shit it's a pretty big buck for your first one. I was like, yeah. And I was like sitting on a bench up there
3: smoking a cigar, <laughs> no camo on. I'm like, this is easy. I will never buy camo again.
2: I went, never buy camo, well, it, period. It, it, it
1: he looks it, at me and he goes, it probably won't ever be that easy again. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it was a, it was reverse psychology. You, mm-hmm. made, him, you made him look, it, He the buck saw you, but he was completely comfortable. He's like, this idiot. I don't even know that
1: he saw me. I think I, he was so
2: entrenched with her. He was chasing the lady,
3: up. And she just... You know, I, I know guys I, that get there, up. At, there's
2: a story of life in, in that. Oh, thing, yeah, right for there.
3: sure. <laughs> I know guys that get up early, like four in the morning, they put their camo on, and they can't wash it with regular detergent. It's a different detergent. Oh, they got to wipe
2: deer pee on their and And they got and
3: deer pee on their boots, and they're oh, yeah. sitting freezing their ass off in a stand for eight hours just to get a chance. And you're smoking a cigar and some flying on dickies, and pow. Yep. Not easy being Pretty Kyle much.
2: Voss, but done. I love it. That's a great story. Well,
3: too. but now you're putting down the rifle. And now
2: you're. Well, going do to hunt, gonna do this both. I'm going do both. So the
1: thing is with deer hunting is bow season opens up like a whole month before gun season. So if you have a bow, you can start hunting now. Today, matter of fact, it opened for bow season, and you can't you can't gun hunt here until uh, November. November first, I think yeah. maybe. I don't have the patience to deer hunt.
2: You want to hear? I, I'll, I'll give you a cool little anecdote when it comes to deer and, and local and real estate. So my buddy that. Um, uh, Hold some of my wine for me. Uh, he lives up in the cliffs at Kiwi Springs, mm-hmm. and they get they have tons. You know, this was three years ago or something. Like that, tons of deer. I mean, I, in the mile it takes for me to go through the gate to his house, see we, we'd them. see like double digit deer. It's Like Cape right? yeah. Cove. So yeah. they had a meeting and they were like, "We got to do this isn't safe. We got to do something about it." Well, you can't just go in there shooting up the neighborhood either. So what they did was they talked to some locals, bow hunters. And they opened for a week. They said, look, you guys can come in and hunt for a week. Take so, them out. And the other day, this was like three years ago. The other night we went over there for dinner, and we saw like six deer on the way They're in.
1: getting ready to do it again.
2: I, I told him, I said, man, we saw like six deer again. He said, they're about to do it again. I just, and, I, and I thought, I, that's, Somebody that's told really, me that. There's really one
3: guy pr- at the reserve program. that has that contract. Oh really? And they pay him to take them out to shoot
2: deer, and they love it because they're packing their freezer. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a. And I thought that's really good. Like I dig that. That's good yeah. problem solving because mm-hmm. the deer can get overrun. I mean, I know people are against hunting, blah, blah, blah. but deer <laughs> blah, blah, blah. De- deer can get to be you know. Yeah, and they create a bunch of damage, and and you know, and sure enough, they're going to do it again in bow season. I, uh, I follow
1: these guys on YouTube called Seek One, and they're Atlanta guys,
2: and I mean they hunt
1: urban. I'm talking about. Urban, they're knocking on people's doors and saying, "Hey, you know this little wooded pathway behind your house? There's these big deer coming out there. You care if I hunt in your backyard?" And they're like, "No." And they're all bow hunters, uh-huh. and they're taking down these huge deer
2: because nobody else is threatening them. For, Nobody's you know, threatening for decades. them. There's nobody
1: hunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it's just and they have a story behind every one of them, dude. Like knocks hundreds of doors to do it cameras up everywhere it's kind of fun to watch yeah
2: in today's day and age that's an awkward conversation but i could see somebody going yeah man how about
1: it well and a lot of them do they're like oh yeah i mean so-and-so almost hit them the other day and then you know whatever there was a car crash the other day because one was running across the road
2: we we like i said we live in downtown clemson i mean we we're two minute walk you know five minute walk from campus and the other day i woke up and deers in my backyard i'm like where where did you come from yeah i mean there's you know i mean it's not it's not metro Atlanta, but it's not, yeah. It's not Kyle Voss's acreage either. You That's know true. what I mean? No,
1: and you probably have more deer than
3: I do. That's what's weird.
2: <laughs> but they, they feel you know, safer when they're just back there chewing on my plants. And I let, I open a door to let my dog get my dog's looking at me like, I ain't doing nothing. I'm
3: like, yeah. God, I got a bear problem. <laughs> you yeah, got bear up here. But place. I live in Mountain Rest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got bigger. a bear at my house too.
1: They come and go. They're weird. They don't hang they out been,
3: for They've a while.
2: been coming further yeah. and further south. Yeah. They we planted
3: were, sunflowers last year and it was just like roll, I mean, just tearing them up. Get in the garbage.
1: So number two on the whiskey. All right, nutty.
3: Yeah,
1: it's a like real nutty. Did,
2: did, do you have a preference between one and two? One. I think,
1: well, I like both of them.
2: Okay, they okay.
3: have a totally different taste to me, though, for okay. sure. It'll I make, smell. It,
2: it'll make sense when I tell you what they okay. are.
3: Okay, I smell maple on the front end and hate the front, but I like. It's hot. I, I like
1: the. Finish. This was this is a very mild. Yeah, very mild whiskey for its proof.
3: The first one was.
2: Yeah, I mean, means, like dude, super you want mild.
3: That?
1: No, um, what yeah. is
3: that? Don't waste it. Is that it. this one? Yeah. We are still tasting this, uh, so we've two. I'll, I'll
2: reveal when we get past three and you can rank them, and then I'll, I'll reveal them and, and, and tell you roughly what they cost.
3: Should I not have smelled maple on number two?
2: Uh, no, I get that one on that one too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it stands to reason that, I mean, I told you I like it, so a lot of what I have okay. kind of has that, yeah. 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 But, but they're very, very different uh, whiskey, uh, which is kind of cool. Interesting. Here, Jared, do me a favor and
1: pour that out over there. What else you want to talk about? I'll, I'll drink that whole glass later.
2: <laughs> don't do anything with it. Don't <laughs> take it with me. That's like when you go to Kyle's wine t- tasting and <laughs> people are spitting, Kyle's like, don't waste that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> or at the end of the night at the SO, <laughs> just hand me the bucket.
2: <laughs> God. Oh, God. Yeah. No doubt. This is like, it. so
3: the first guest who's ever brought something. I know, right? Uh, we right. need to make that a thing. I,
2: hopefully, it starts a, a trend. Yeah,
3: not just quality content, but this is uh, what I think we're going to find out: a very high end selection of bourbon.
2: Um, some one one is uh one is significantly well one's a high end, the other's a middle of the road, and the other one is um very reasonably priced, not easy to get, mm-hmm. but very like thirty bucks or forty oh, bucks. Okay. So Good to know. Uh, yeah, I think I know what that last one is. So we've got a, We've got a diff Yeah, we've got a, a on purpose. It's a spectrum of. Uh, so
1: so the third one it tastes very much like most. I don't want to say average bourbons, but it tastes like most. It has the same profiles as as what you would normally consume. Them first two were like
3: far away from what I'm used to. So when you're drinking bourbon, the only bourbon I've drank, I was like.
2: Shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Try to get the I, I, And is it
3: very similar to a wine? Yeah. Are you
1: sniffing this? You? The thing is with bourbon, in my opinion, and I, I don't know, I can't speak to this because I'm not a wine oh, drinker. It smells great. Greg, Greg can probably talk about this more, but when you go from a cheap bourbon to like some good bourbons, there's a huge
2: difference. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know. Well, you were talking about it with steaks. I mean, Oh yeah. You know, and of course A5 is a whole different level, but I mean oh, yeah. even just a choice steak at the grocery store versus a prime steak at a steakhouse. That's only one grade difference, but there's a difference. A you difference. start getting into 456789 BMS and then into A5, you can tell I'm kind of in that stuff too, but
3: Yeah, well, I married a cattleman's daughter. That's what. And, I'm and I have and, and we yeah. both like our but steaks. But you know, just
2: you can tell psh, psh, you done. there sometimes it's a subtle difference and sometimes it's like it's not even the same. Oh, way and um yeah bourbon's that way wine is that way and and there are some uh, some of the best wine that i've ever had i didn't want to drink i just wanted to smell it
1: so we went to just
2: wildly complex it's hard to even describe and it's just and and that's a really bizarre like if you're not if you don't do it you're like what a weird yeah like but yeah it's it that is part of the enjoyment and i'll tell you another thing that'll blow your mind is um and i only have a couple but I have, a cu- I have a couple really good tequilas, and I drink them neat. And man, if you had I've heard me, that if you told me years ago that I'd drink neat tequila, I'd tell you you're crazy. Yeah,
3: I got a, a, a friend of mine, and she was the like, top ranked tequila bartender in Greenville or whatever. And um, she was like, you know, this particular tequila, you don't need anything mixed with it, and it will not give you a hangover. And I, she was right. I yeah. do.
2: I do. When I have friends come over, I pour it, and they're always like, the, the, "I don't want to." Do what that. is they're it? Like, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. No, do, no, my, no, I don't want to touch my, that. The three that I have, my favorite is Ray Soul. Yeah. Um, it comes in like this, it look, the decanter is like, it uh, uh, looks like a sun. It's about 250 bucks. It's not cheap, but it's not crazy. Yeah. And it's, that's, Good. My, that's my favorite. And it's, uh, you know, it's an extra nejo, which means it spent some time in in, in barrel. Mm-hmm. Right. And then um, I had a really nice bottle that I just gave to my dad because I didn't like it. It was, I couldn't tell you what it was, but it was way more expensive. And then I have um I'm probably going to pronounce it incorrectly but uh, Klaas Azul Gold the black one. Yeah. I think it's about 5 600 bucks and it's really good. It tastes like a pre-made margarita to me.
1: Completely if you, different. If you profile. put like a little bit of lime on the rim of the glass dude. Would...
2: I mean even just drinking it neat it it and it's crazy because it's you know 40% alcohol 80% proof the same as the others but it's a completely different experience. But the Ray Sol, R E Y S O L is my favorite uh, and I again my my knowledge is very limited. But I'll come home from work and I'll crave that over, you know, something yeah. else. And, I've heard that about and, tequila. And, you know, but because every, everybody's experience with tequila is the same and it ain't good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've never heard a good story.
3: I've always and, tequila and the, involved. The
2: thought of sipping it neat sounds torturous. No, yeah. actually, I've
3: heard great stories with tequila involved, <laughs> yeah, but right. never with good endings. Not necessarily about the <laughs> tequila right. itself. That's exactly right. Uh, the cause.
2: But yeah, I mean, bourbon, bur- whiskey's the same, wine's the same, food's the same. And, uh, you know, and if you're, again- these things just they're they're they attract our type of personalities yeah. which are curious. Yeah, and yeah. we you know
1: Well it's an appreciation for what goes into that bottle. That's right. That's I think that's what excites me more than anything else. And it's not just a bottle. It's it your anything. cigar. It's the same thing you say about Cigar cigars. the watches, like, yep. you know, you, you look at it like a you know, any watch company that's been around forever that makes their own movements. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was mm-hmm. so much time put into that skill and the technology and the yeah. you know, all that stuff. So,
2: so, one of the things that I loved about this watch, it's the only Rolex that keeps track of the day, the month, and with without adjusting. So, every other one goes to 31 days, and you just have to adjust it on My 30 days. My tag does that. So, it's got an extra movement in mm-hmm. there. You have, you have to set it March 1, because it doesn't know leap year, obviously. Yeah. Right? So, you set it March 1. And it, you know, it shows, you know, that red dot at the nine is the month, right? And then the, it keeps track of the days. It knows and how many days are each month? It's it's an annual calendar, and I just loved the extra oomph yeah. that went into want, putting that together. It's that's an heirloom forward.
3: piece too. It's,
2: well, I mean, I don't have a son, yeah, but if they marry somebody one day, that's worth a crap. Maybe it'll <laughs> maybe it'll,
3: <laughs> I, when, uh, when
2: they start dating at thirty, might, at thirty, at thirty,
1: <laughs> I've got the. Uh, you familiar with the GMTs? Yeah, so I've got Georgia Mountain Time.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what it is.
1: Um I've been looking. I want I think I want an Omega GMT at some point in my my collection. So GMT you can change it you can change the time without moving the minute hand. So if you're a traveler Mm. and you're traveling across and you need to go back three hours, you're not having to roll the minute
2: hand around and around and around.
1: You just move the Mm -hmm. it's the only ones that'll do that.
2: And again, to some people, they go time is Who time. Needs, Give yeah. me an Apple Watch. I, 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 did. I never got.
3: Cool. I never got into watches. Although I don't want an Apple Watch, I still want to. St- I like the weight of my tag, yeah. but I don't want like I don't want to look down and see text messages. Yeah, yeah, that's. I see. And you
1: know, I, I don't know. I'm torn on watches too because I like. I go by pure looks, and I could care less about what the quality of the watch is and on the inside. You know, even if it doesn't keep time, who cares? It looks cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also, on the flip side of that, is I'm like, no, nah, I really like the idea of having a watch that has a pedigree to it, a history. You know, I'm yeah. looking at the, the Tudor 1926, which is, Tudor is basically owned by Rolex. Mm-hmm. It's the same founder, I guess, is the way to put it. They're sister companies. And they registered the name in 1926. And so they've got a watch basically named after that.
3: Jared. Yeah. I just took mine. My- my third sample. Okay, so all right. so hit us up, hit us up. We're done. We okay. We've sampled all, right, all three.
2: So all right. So for fun, rate them in order from
3: one, three, two. See, I, can't, I can't do that. One, three, two for you. One, okay. Th-
2: I can't. You didn't like as
1: far as best.
2: Yeah, I can't
1: a, because they're all great. You didn't have that a is, preference. They're totally different. Okay. One, three, two.
2: All right, we'll go in reverse order. Three is old granddad. One fourteen. Okay, and it is fantastic stuff. And if you can find it in a liquor store, it's. 30 bucks, 40 bucks. It's yes, like hard to find. find. But it's really good. And people that drink whiskey know it's good, which is why it can be hard to find. The next one is Angel Envy Rye. Okay. Which I really, would have never guessed that. that one. Isn't at it good? At that's popular. Really, that's man.
3: a popular. I didn't like the front, but I loved how it, so it finished it, out.
2: It's not a very
1: expensive one either. 90 bucks a yeah. bottle. If you can find, find it. it, it's hard to find. Um, mm-hmm.
2: I found the guy up, um, uh, up on 123 across from. Uh, or Diners was. The yeah, Niagara. yeah, yeah. I had gone to like six different liquor stores and everybody was sold out. And that guy's like, yeah, I got a case in the back. I was like, I'll take it. See, I would have oh. never
1: bought that because I'm not a fan of rye. Mm-mm. It's good though. That isn't? is really good. Yep.
2: A buddy of mine came to, uh, uh, I've got a group of fantasy football guys with your Wahala Boys, the McCalls. And, oh
1: yeah? And
2: uh, Aaron Lacey is a guy, he, he brought that to a uh, fantasy football draft and he's like, it, it, no, he didn't bring it. They came to my house and drank a bunch of whiskey and he said, "I'm gonna send you a bottle so you can try it." And I, I told him, I said, "I love it." Yeah. Uh, the first one is uh, this is so it's under people would call it pappy, but it's not pappy. It's old rip, the ten year old. Okay. Rip. Yeah, that's, and yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that is yeah, Shane. Yeah. That Shane is way smoother than a pappy though.
3: <laughs> Shane, <laughs> yeah. if you're, I got two bourbon guys. Shane Smith, one of them, uh-huh. All-State guy. Yeah, I know Shane. yeah, yeah. He love a, a big fan of the podcast, yeah, right? right? And on. a huge fan of bourbon. I didn't know that. And uh, Josh Holiday is probably the guy yeah, I know a, with the biggest bourbon collection. Yeah.
2: So I've had but most of the Van Winkle stuff. I haven't had the have fifteen, to. and I haven't had like the, the twenty-five. I've yeah, had the, the ten, I've,
3: the twelve. I've
2: had the ten, the twelve, the twenty, the twenty-three, mm-hmm. and I can tell you that I didn't dislike any of them. The ten is my favorite, yeah. and it's probably because my palate is, to some degree, not nearly. Is that going to be yeah. the
3: plainer white label, or is no? That's twelve. The,
2: Twelve is uh, twelve is lot. They call it lot B. It's yep. kind of the lighter one. Yeah,
3: and then so this one's got the it's the got the D. character on yeah. it. It Looks like yeah. old man time or whatever.
2: That's um, right. Yeah, yeah.
3: So that's what I had opened the day of my wedding.
2: There you go. Okay.
3: Yep, that specific bottle. And here's what's crazy: I found that bottle on Main Street, Wahala.
2: You you didn't pay nearly as much as everybody else is paying for it now. You
3: I paid. Ahead. I bought several bottles at several different times. Kevin takes really good care of me. I paid six hundred for it once, and I've paid three eighty for it the second time. Yeah. Oh, really? It fluctuates.
2: It's good. It's a good quality. You know, it's a good quality whiskey. It's fun. I it, and the ten is my favorite. Now, this is last year's release. I have a couple years before that, and I prefer it over this one. But I I, I drink that any day of the week. That yeah, was, that's a good that was one. Good. Yeah, but, so so I got, I got my but, rating right. But the Angel Envy Rye is a great drink.
1: I, so I've bought some Rye in the past, and like. Some of them I can kind of drink. Some of them were just so bad that I, not bad, so far, yeah, that way that I couldn't.
2: The 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 Van the, the Van Winkle rye I've, I've had and it's fantastic. And Maybe the, that's the, why
1: that's so popular. Then the
2: Michter's rye is really good. I food. love
1: some Michter's now. Yeah. I haven't tried their rye, but i
2: have well, come to the house. I'll bring it next time. I'll bring it podcast one hundred or whenever. Yeah. You, whenever you might okay. be back. But so this, uh, it's good.
1: This they're right in Clayton. There's a micro beer, Clayton George. micro distillery moonrise yes and this dude is sharp like he knows his stuff i heard you ran into some buddies there while you were there
3: i did i heard about it did
0: you, you,
1: told yeah. you? oh yeah i know. Yeah. I
3: told you that hey so let's take a break right quick let this finish out and uh hear a word from our sponsors are you looking for the perfect vacation spot for your next adventure whether it's hiking beautiful waterfalls mountain biking stump House park wake surfing on lake kiwi or jamming at your favorite concert Megan Ketterman with Oconee Hospitality has beautiful homes available for short-term rental in Oconee County, South Carolina. Contact Megan today to book your
2: next vacation stay at www.oconeehospitality.com. Are you looking to make Lake Huey your destination? Work with local licensed expert Ria Land-Smith, your certified resort and second home specialist at Lake Huey Real Estate. Servicing buyers and sellers since 2013, Ria is your local expert, helping you navigate the real estate waters of Kiwi. Let Ria make your life a vacation. Call 864-710-9547. And remember, land is her middle name.
3: Okay, we're back with Greg Kutu. Greg, if somebody is interested in buying or selling, where can they reach you at real estate-wise? Well, with a
2: name like Kutu, Pretty easy um, to find yeah, you, right? Yeah. Uh but no, um uh, I work for uh my the company, the brokerage is Allentate Realtors. We've a handful of offices here. I work in the office that's right off the bypass of one twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so it's funny, you know. I mean you you know, I sell a good bit of real estate. I don't have a website. Nothing. You nah, Spell credit. Well, cute hold on. <laughs> that just tells you What matters. Yeah. yeah, You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that's the brightest thing, but I I never needed to do any of that stuff. Uh, Last name is C-O-U-T-U.
3: Great. Kutu, who is our only guest that's ever brought high-end bourbon (laughs) and rye, and also our only guest that owns or has some monetary in the crypto space.
2: Yeah, see, True. See. Back to that. We're trying so, not to get into crypto. We're not, getting,
3: we're not getting into it. I bought Bitcoin
2: <laughs> yesterday. No, I'm just kidding. We're not getting just into it. Just before you came on the show. <laughs> just, just so Kyle and I could right. He is in that
3: space. And then Kyle and I sidebarred last week and decided that uh, I think it's time for Jared, myself, to pull the trigger and jump in that space for the only reason of letting the podcast Watch it grow oh, yeah, or man. die.
2: It. I was gonna say, <laughs> if it goes up, it's great. If it goes no, down, it's, it's great. T- it's you get still to great, head. right?
3: Yeah. So we'll use that as a like a live lab we'll sort of thing. I, we'll do I still
2: don't understand it, but I just didn't want Kyle to be the only billionaire that. Oh that
3: gosh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> So we've we've covered a lot of ground today. From always going back to watches, right? Yep. Uh, bourbon, yep. poker, life lessons about the game. I love the art aspect. I really want to get in your brain on that one day. Sure um a lot so what are some of the biggest uh gold nuggets from today's podcast what what are we going to hit it i think a lot of a lot of that stuff has to do with the same thing you know Mm -hmm.
1: when you break it down to the to the bare bare bones uh they all kind of have their own especially in the collectibles they're all kind of the same deal right you're looking for quality you're looking for some some somebody's put some time into it or whatnot
0: um
1: on the business side Uh, you know, you we've talked about, you know, celebrating those that the wins, wins, right? Celebrating your friends that have the wins, right? Supporting people. We talked about that a little bit before the podcast even started. And, you know, I think Greg kind of talked about the fact that he feels like that's pretty much um
3: What's led to his success, right? Yeah. So, Greg, how how important are relationships?
2: It, I mean, it's everything, and 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 I love that you guys, you know, talk about surrounding yourself with good friends, and 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 I um I agree a hundred percent. I mean, if somebody, if some, if you can't be happy about somebody's success, you need to Amen. you need to check yourself. Yeah. And, hey, and, can and you say that one more time? If you can't be happy about somebody else's success. Then you got a you got a problem. And and I'll and and I will say this because I work in what is otherwise a hyper competitive profession. Real estate is a very competitive profession. And I will tell you this, and I and I mean this, you can hook me up to a lie detector. I love seeing other people do well. Yeah. I mm-hmm. absolutely love it. And um and and I think it's extremely important. I mean, look, man. There's an everybody's got enough challenges in life. Everybody everybody has enough bad days. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with you know. I, years ago, you know, I in our personal life, I wanted to surround myself with friends that we had like minded things, people that were smarter, stronger, guys that were good dads and husbands. Um, you know, you feed off of those things just like you would feed off anything negative. In my profession, I feel the same way. I, I if you can if I can't talk good about another real estate agent that does a great job, that's yeah. right. Then, then yeah. I got then I got I got a real problem inside, and that's not yeah. healthy. Now that does, everybody's driven differently, and I can respect that. And I and I and I can tell you that the you know I wake up every day and I want to be a better version of me. You know, we were we keep these boards in our office where the office manager that goes to different offices she writes the sales up on the boards, you know, and, and it's a it's it's a it's a tally thing, but it's also a motivating factor. And she was doing that one day, and she she turned to me because I was just kind of over her shoulder, and she said, "Does does that does that bother you, or does that drive you?" And I said, "What do you mean, does that bother me?" Mm-hmm. She said, "Well, you know." How does that make you feel? And I was like, I love it. It's fuel. I was like, yeah. I love it. It is yeah. fuel. That's I where said, I.
3: That's where yeah. I feed.
2: I love it. I right. want to see people do well. I, mm-hmm. And 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 there's enough to go around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm doing well. Do you want? Listen, we talk. I'll bring it back to wine. I don't drink my best bottle of wine in the closet by myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What
2: do I do? Yeah. I, I share it with people. Right. You. If you can't share your successes with your friends, whatever it may be. Whatever yeah. it may be,
1: and they share them with you. So there's there's those folks so that true. have a bottle of wine that you, especially exactly. when you first got in, exactly. that you would have never bought on your own, but they brought it to you and they let That's you it. they let you taste.
2: You know, I, I want I, I want a young agent to come to me and go, "Hey, thank." I, I'll give you another example. There's a there's a publication that um, it's a, called Upstate Real Producers, and they do an article, they do a cover, and they do like a rising star, blah blah blah. It's just you know, it's publication or whatever. And um, I was talking to Robert Smith, who's the, the guy that runs it. And um, I was on the cover one time, but that wasn't what we were getting at. I told him the other day because he called me and was asking me a question about something. And I said, You know what I'm most proud of? He said, What? I said, Two of your stories mentioned me as somebody that helped them. Yeah. And that's guess right. what? And you know what? Neither of those guys work with my company. Yeah. Neither of those guys work in my. And I said, That, I said, the fact that they took the time out to mention my name and say yeah, you know, that, that Greg's helped me. Or whatever. That means a lot. That's yeah. the kind of stuff that when I'm dead and gone, maybe somebody will say something nice. The legacy, about. yeah. We and, talk- and, and, and you know what? It didn't hurt me to do it. Yeah. It, I'm, and, and, and to me, if, if you feel differently, then you've got an insecurity and you need to fix that. You know? Yeah. And I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm big on that. And if you've got friends that don't like to hear about you doing well, mm-hmm. then you need to talk to them and go, hey, Yeah, what's, you know, can I help you with something? mm -hmm. You know, maybe, maybe there's a jealousy there and maybe they want some help. And you say, well, let me help you with this. You know, I've got a buddy of mine that's part of my LLC and I do most of the work because he doesn't live here.
0: Right.
2: But he came to me and said, Hey, I really want to get in on this, but I don't know how to do it. And I said, I don't, I don't need a partner, but let's do it. Yeah. And, and you know what? He, he loves it. I love it. Gives us something to talk about.
3: That's right. And,
2: and, and I learned, you know what? And it's funny because now, when I talk to him, he's he drops knowledge on me. Yeah, mm-hmm. he says, "What well, do you think about this?" Well, we what do you talk think about that, and we, I love it.
1: We talk a lot about making waves. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. the waves you make, whether you get paid for them or not, are gonna travel on forever because you're gonna inspire somebody that's then gonna make their own waves, right? And then they're gonna inspire people that make their own waves. Like those, mm-hmm. you drop the pebble, and then it just
2: man, and you reap what you sow. I. I Maybe another day we'll, I'll uh, what would be I tell you what would could be a fun thing one day is to tell you some real estate stories.
3: Ooh. I mean, it would be we talked about having an Airbnb story time <laughs> uh, and I, I just You I write know. a book
2: about yeah. that. Well, oh, the, these gosh. might be a little bit different. Yeah. These are stories like ten years later something came back around to me and out of the blue. And it was it was and it was just a, it was a confirmation of you reap what you sow. You know, stuff like I wouldn't recognize the guy if he walked in the door, but he sent me a client that bought a house that I made a $100,000 commission on. Yeah. You, you see what I mean? Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yep. But that guy remembered that I gave him the advice that it's nobody else gave yeah. him.
3: At the end of the day, it still comes about relationships. Yep. Yep. Greg, how much, how much time do you put in investing in yourself? Uh, and, and, and part B of that is, how do you do what What platform do you do that off of?
1: Oh man! See, I think the way that he invests in himself is in his networks. Yeah, because I, would, I see him get with his buddies and drink the wine and do it,
3: and that's how he's yeah. Refueling I, I, him. I
2: would say I would say it is. You know, you're not going to see me on a billboard. There's nothing wrong with that. No,
3: no, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about how do you market yourself. You mean, I'm talking how, about are you are, reading are oh, you reading books? Do you gotcha. have a life coach? Or are you are you focusing on?
2: Gotcha.
3: Um, always learning through X. Yeah.
2: Okay. I, I don't read. Uh, I should, I don't, I sure. I've got the attention of a, of a gnat um, like most people do now. Um, I tell you what I do, do I do. I love, I love a good podcast. Um, that's why I listen. Thank to you. you. That's why I listen to you guys. Thank you. Um, I mean, I do, I really do. I love, I love all the usual. I mean, I love Peterson. I love Rogan. I love those guys. I love, you know, I love learning through other people. Um, I uh, uh, when I'm not fighting injuries, my body's falling apart on me at 41. I love to work out. I love to push myself mentally. Um, that is really important. Break I think it. I think one of the things that is wrong with our society now is that people don't do hard stuff anymore. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, Kyle said it years ago. He said everybody wants to be a gangster. Nobody wants to gangster shit. shit. Yeah. Right. I didn't actually Used see that, that sign right there. There it is. So, <laughs> yeah. but, but but there. But here's the thing: is it, and I learned it through the sport of wrestling. You, th- your mind, I'm pointing, for those that can't see, I'm pointing to my mind. That sucker's a liar. Boy, yeah. he will lie to you. Oh, yeah. He'll tell you all the things you can't do. Mm-hmm. The first time you learn that he's a liar changes everything.
3: Um, that'd be the devil.
2: Yep. <laughs> you, it changes everything. When you learn that you can do more than you think you can do physically, mentally, whatever it may be,
1: break yourself.
2: And you realize that that wall that was in front of you was, was you can get around it or over it or through it, whatever it might take. And maybe right.
1: even two times that. And I think,
2: and I really, really, there's so many people now that that as soon as something gets hard, they stop. No and doubt. And, and one of life's greatest rewards is accomplishing goals. And guys like us, I think are wired a little, you know, we we do it and, and we talked about this earlier. We've, we're going to fail. I mean, I don't bat a thousand.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
2: You know, but the mentality of knowing that I can go further than I think I can go changed everything for me.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And a lot of people don't do that anymore. Now, you, you could say, okay, well, what's that got to do with your question? Well, I get that through physical fitness. I hate running, man. Well, I think I hate running, but when, but when I run, I have you know how many times I have to tell that guy to shut up in yeah, my head? That's right. And then when I go to work, everything's a little bit easier. Yeah. Right. Mm. So that's how I invest in myself.
3: Are you, I'm sorry to interrupt, are you a routine guy? Are you up at X yeah. and, and, and and thirty minutes later you're doing I am. Y and thirty minutes after that you're Z and then you're in the office starting today. Not, mm-hmm. not
2: not 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 a hundred percent military, but yeah, I'm up at five fifteen to six fifteen in the morning every, every morning. <laughs> um, I I am an office guy. If you drive by my office, you'll see a white F one fifty out front. Got gotcha. you. Um, a lot of guys work. A lot of folks work from home now. That's great. I I, I like. You know, and in it's the morning, I spend my mornings typically doing follow up work. You know, catching up mm-hmm. on emails. You know, doing administrative. I have a meeting with my assistant every morning. We go mm-hmm. through what we need to accomplish that day. She she starts knocking out her stuff. I knock out mine. And typically, if I can if I can control my schedule, the afternoon is for appointments. Um, whether gotcha. whether it's to, you know, to to work with so it's very
3: routine. It's you know. very it's very stigmatic, right? It's
2: hey, listen. Like- when we have kids, what's the most important thing? Routine. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Routine, and, We're then not what, any different. and then what do we do as adults? Yeah, we throw I, we throw a routine out, if, it, it, we acted like all of a sudden we reached an age and routine didn't matter. That's not true. Ruti- yeah. Routine is, mm. I think, extremely See, important. I mean, See, for me,
1: office puts me in the right zone. Yep. Right, you can't. I can't accomplish at home what I would what I can accomplish at the office.
2: Well, I like to keep it separate. Yeah. Office is where I do work.
1: And then when you come home, there is no work. It's doesn't mean I don't kids, work. Families, when I ha- doesn't yeah. mean
2: I don't work from home when I have to, or I get a call. You know. Uh, you know, you get it, you get something comes in at seven, you got to take care of it. Right. But I try as much as possible to keep those separate. Yeah, and- I start.
3: I, so I put a home office in this way before COVID, way before Megan, right? I just put a home office in at the lake house and here's what I found happening. You ran an office down here. I was up early. I'm at the office. And then about nine o'clock. I look out the window and I was like,
1: man. Time for a, a I need to cooler. go paddleboarding, <laughs>
3: And I'd go downstairs, grab a paddleboard, and I'd hit the lake the rest of the day. I couldn't get anything done. Yeah. So the first co work in Oconee that I think of started here at 224. And I'm like, I'll take an office. And had an office there for like two years. Yeah. Got so much done. Yeah. And then as I bought more buildings on Main Street, this is now became the office. And here we are yeah. doing a podcast but
2: and, and some people are better at you know at, at, at kind of free use stuff and I, I I need structure it's good for me I need I like to be in the office I hate structure i'm a brick and mortar yeah. guy and um you know I go to bed usually about the same time wake up about and i'll, I'll give you an example this will you'll be like what's wrong with you so I've got a torn Achilles and so I'll have issues with that. As you can imagine running 50 miles a week with a torn Achilles it can create some problems. Mm-hmm. So every now and again I can't do stuff for a month. I'll still get up at 5:15 and my wife is like, "What is wrong? Right what are you there? doing?" And I'm like, "Baby, it's hard to get up at 5:15. Yeah. If I don't do it for a month, I got to it's hard enough to do the other stuff?" Yeah. So I'm going to keep this routine so that I don't have to reacclimate to that.
1: You know, I'm a firm believer in in don't measure the don't measure the the things that, like, for instance, if you're trying to sell so much property in a, in a month, right? Don't measure the amount of money you sold. Measure up front. How many properties did you show? Right on. I'm trying to think of how to, but don't measure the the end result. Re- measure the things that create the end result. That's right. And so the gym's like that for me.
2: Because the math will work itself it'll, out. It'll always work right? itself right? Way we out. We talked about
1: that. So yeah. the gym's like that for me. Instead of like, Measuring how much I weigh or how much I've grown or all these things that are after the fact. All I need to measure is how many times that I go this week
3: mm-hmm. because the rest of it will work its way out. So I'm never I'm not a gym guy. Most of my buddies are. Yeah. But I my mentality says you live in the greatest gym that God has ever created. Go paddleboard. Go paddleboard, go mountain biking. My hiking. fly fishing yeah. trips are a lot of hiking, like, and that's how I get my fuel there.
1: So from, to circle back, it's like physical. what Greg, like what you're talking about, I think there's a part of the human body that needs to tap into some genetics that we don't use anymore and that's like the primal side right thousand percent so like the working out the bow hunting and stuff for me is is that primal aspect it's yep. like i'm tapping into something that's there but i've never used it mm-hmm. yep. right it's like a sense of of something that's built in, in into us from years past that we don't use anymore mm-hmm. and then you tap into that and it's like man this is it's there. It's like a new drug. It's like a Here,
2: here's the other thing that I'm really big on too is everybody's great at something. Mm-hmm. You just gotta find it. Mm-hmm. It might be for me, it was wrestling and 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 I picked it up quick and and it and the rewards that I got through that sport are I couldn't put a dollar amount on it. Yeah. For somebody else, it might be playing the piano or trumpet or or art or sure. you know, they might be great at And it, one of the things I, I struggle with nowadays is these kids playing year-round sports. You know. I grew up, I was a really good baseball player. And because we had seasons back then, right? You didn't, yeah. play, you didn't play club ball. You got to stuff, try different sure. things. My buddy said, you don't do anything during wrestling and basketball season. How about try this? And it changed my life. If mm-hmm. if I was growing up today, <clears throat> I'd play baseball year round and I never would have yeah. found that. Now, would I be a failure? No. Would I have yeah. found that? No. So what we told our kids and, and, and what I tell anybody is, Keep trying stuff. You know, I love that you do that, Kyle. I mean, you, you know, keep. You never know when you're going to unlock something that changes that that either entertains or fascinates you or changes your entri- entire trajectory in a great yeah. way.
1: See, and I think every every successful experience I've ever had was because I it was something I tried that was out of the box. The problem is though, with me, is at some point I should probably focus, right?
2: If you want to, if I
1: want to, but it's I mean, your,
2: it's your life.
1: It is. You're right. Mm. But I'm talking about if I really wanted to get the most out of whatever that is.
3: You know, I I go back to this. So uh, years and years and different life ago, bought a tour bus, put a band together, <laughs> yeah. cut a CD. Actually, I did it backwards. Cut a CD, put a band together, bought a tour bus, and then went on the road, played music. Never with the intention of making it. Yeah. But I can always go. I did that. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Well, you learn
3: that, and then you become CEO. I did that. Then become entrepreneur. I did that. Professional paddle paddle paddleboarder. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's like what whatever. Like I I never want to settle in a groove.
1: I think there's always stuff to be learned, no matter where you're at, that you can use in other places of your life. I I I truly believe that. Oh, hundred
2: percent. And you never know when you're going to meet somebody that that changes everything. Yeah. you, You know you you're not going to meet your friend you're not going to meet a great friend you're not going to meet a, a a a a spouse you're not going to meet you know a business partner that changes everything if you're sitting at home all day true you know you got to get out and talk to people you got to have the you know you know it's the reason I wanted to come and do this with you guys you know i, I can learn something from you i can learn something listening to your podcast mm-hmm. it might be just one little nugget here or there mm-hmm. you just never know when you say something and somebody goes oh Man, yeah. that's me.
3: I wish in entrepreneurship classes that high schools are teaching throughout the world, Right, they talk about empathy and building relationships. Yeah, relationships. And soft, soft skills, yeah. right? Not P&Ls and how to look for an opportunity. It all comes down to relationships yeah. and kindness. Work hard, be kind.
1: Well, and it's like we talked about, the P&Ls and all that stuff are the results on the end. That's right. The beginning is the relationships and stuff, you should measure on those and the rest will work its way
3: out. Yeah. We're, n- ha-
2: we're not all Elon Musk.
3: No, right? and I don't have to have an MBA to be an entrepreneur. No. I just need to be able to hire somebody that does.
2: That's right. Yep. Like,
3: and if we can teach that, man, school failed me. We, we all talk, we talked yeah. about that all the time. But it's like, if we can change the mindset to relationships, do you know where we'd be as a country?
2: Yeah. it. We'd be a lot better. We would. My goodness. And, and and everybody would value everybody for for reasons that they should value them. I mean, I I've got my sphere of of people, friends, clients, colleagues, peers is enormous. I mean, my wife. Thank God, my wife is not. I mean, she's outgoing, but she if we if she was like me, we we'd, we'd have too many people to hang out with. And um, the the. What we what I learn through all of those people is literally priceless.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, and, and my closest friends are very different, diverse no people, different ages, mm-hmm. different backgrounds, different income levels, different. I mean, you name it, they're different. Yeah, and I love them all for what they are. Yeah, and um, and 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 we and we try to be that way for our friends. You know, we. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they like yeah. about us. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the good sure. news, of the, yeah. you know, but but I mean, they you know the diver, I love that if you came to my house on any given night and we were entertaining, you're going to see completely different groups of people, and I dig that. I really. Yeah, do.
3: we always set up podcasts on a Saturday night at Greg's house and Can have do. like <laughs> ten, wine tasting,
2: <laughs> ten minute slots with all the
3: guests. Ooh, that would be fun. You, hey, got, listen, ten, I know you got ten. You got ten minutes. Cool we would have to have like we'd have to have like. A clock in the background. Well, we got to, like, goes, mondo, bullet point questions or something. Greg.
2: Listen, one I'll tell you one quick story. One one of the guys, an older guy that I met through wine, that I drink wine with, he's a cardiologist in Emory, okay? You know why he's in cardiology? Because he was going to be an astronaut, and in he was flying over – he was flying a fighter jet over Korea, I think it was. Got shot down, broke his neck, didn't know for three days. Sure got honorably discharged and said, I guess I'll be a cardiologist now. <laughs> now that guy's got a story. Yeah. Okay?
0: For sure. You know,
2: and Way to mean, go. what a neat guy. I mean, yeah. you know, this guy could do anything. Yeah. And this is a guy that I drink wine with and we and we BS, you know, into the night. And and it's just awesome. And he's yeah. 60 we got a big birthday party coming up October 1st for his 60th.
1: It's like your own personal podcast in your living in your
2: yeah. living but room.
3: nobody records it.
2: Well, but
3: we're coming I soak
2: it up up like a sponge do
3: you have an extra room is all I need to know (laughs) (laughs) we do we we have talked about taking the the show on the road and do like live because I would
1: love to go do this like
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know in a brewery yeah. or in a wherever or you know we
3: talked about going There's we'll do a, it
2: we'll do it at one of my listings one day I'll put you out on the back porch you can talk about how beautiful it is and help I'll, me sell
3: it <laughs> that cost a lot Greg just <laughs> so you know
2: <laughs> our reach is <laughs> You can see he's he's hey, the salesman of the bunch. Hey, I, I hear people are trying to get out of Russia now. Maybe maybe, maybe. Your Russian listener wants to come to Lake Cuba. Maybe. maybe you know?
3: Greg, end us out with uh, your favorite quote. What's a quote that keeps in your oh, head? Oh man, I you wish you'd given me. Can't
1: ahead. be do gangster shit either.
2: Yeah, I know. That's no. all. It might, know.
3: it might be though, and if it is, that's
2: fine. I wish you'd have given me this ahead of time because I'm not a good on the spot guy. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll I'll come up with one uh, another day. I don't. I don't have a favorite quote. I will say, I will say that I'm extremely passionate about um, about reaping what you sow and giving back.
3: That's so and good. I,
2: I really, so good. I really, re- listen, man, we are so fortunate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I never in a million years, when I started in real estate, I never thought I'd sell 30, 40, 50 million. Are you kidding me? I read yeah. your
3: bio before you came on. And at, at the time, you need to update your bio then because I think your bio now says 225 million since 2004. Yeah, we're probably past that. Yeah, yeah. you're in the 300s, but we're, right? But
2: but but I I mean I you know listen man I mean I you know I married my high school sweetheart. My kids are healthy and and awesome and yeah. and there's you know there's some people that think that 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 they earned that somehow. Yeah. And I am so
1: fortunate fortunate
2: and and I and I don't I don't ever forget that um, and I really really genuinely enjoy. If I can help anybody at any time, I'll do it. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's true. Yeah. Because listen, listen, I've put in the work, okay? I've done all the things I'm supposed to do, but I've also had a lot of help and I've gotten lucky. And anybody that tells you otherwise is just
3: lying yeah. to you. I always say I'm alive today because of a praying mom and the good Lord above. That's right. I don't. I don't ignore that. That's right.
2: And, Listen, and I th- and I think that perspective is a is a good. It's the right humble perspective you to wake up with every day.
3: Listen, we appreciate your content today, and I know we only just like James. Yeah. And and Ria. and everybody good else. We just us... scratched the surface with you today. Yeah. Well, would you be interested in coming back on and, and really? I want to do a in. wine a d- wine dig in. All right. We'll do, yeah. We'll I'd do be more up for that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do that. So.
2: Megan will be in on that too, right?
3: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. This is a podcast <laughs> podcast event, <laughs> but we may have to go out of town to do to do oh, this particular podcast. I don't know. But.
2: may you guys are doing a good job. You're sending a positive message, and um, those things we need more of it. It's contagious, just like negativity is contagious. So you do, I know you're having fun doing this thing, and it was one mm-hmm. of those things you probably were sitting around going, "Ah, what the heck?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm but just to hear to that kind of stuff. It. It. It's like, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you. We appreciate well, We mean, appreciate it. hearing it. And if it, anybody else wants to tell us that, you can email us at <laughs>
1: Southcatch. Why do you guys point at me? <laughs>
3: Southcatchpod
1: at gmail.com.
3: <laughs> there you go. It's just been a thing. Greg to everybody. Greg, we appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks a Thanks, lot, guys. man. Absolutely. Thanks, brother.
0: Really. See ya.